Welcome back, boys. I come to you from the man cave with actual live college football on my TV in the background. We are back. Football is here, and we are going to deliver some quality Thursday night pod content for you boys to enjoy before or during this long holiday weekend. Tonight's pod will be 99% Keeper League content, however... We will quickly go over the survey results so far uh, that the Guillotine League has uh, provided. Uh, So far, 10 people have responded. There's two of you out there doing God knows what, but get on that. Uh, So for those of you looking to survive and enhance their way to a championship, we have a little something for you to listen to, but you're more than welcome to listen to us break down our Keeper League as well. And then uh, we will end tonight's pod with some words from a legendary NFL coach to one of our teams. Nice little surprise for you, boys. Buckle up. This should be a fun one. Uh, Throughout this intro, I've been saying we and us because tonight I will be joined by someone making their podcast debut. He's the new father of the group, the manager of teams Death, Taxes, and Rams D, and Ill-Tempered Seabass. The one and the only Rick Lorenz. One thing I forgot to mention is Rick has just begun his NBA journey. Rick Oski Wow Wow, and how are you today as you wore your as you wear your Illinois t-shirt? How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm uh I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be on the pod. You know, I just talked with Danny, um, and I told him I was going to be po- podcast famous, and he pooped himself in excitement. So, <laughs> you know, he and me both. <laughs> and I would be remiss, uh, you know, I have to give your wife Erin a shout out too. the The teamwork between you two was just incredible because you both texted me at the same time, saying you're going to be a couple minutes late. Um, and I told Erin I'd give her a shout out on the pod. So. What a support system you've got. She made sure the message got received. So, Aaron, shout out to you as well. What a teammate. Yeah, house is rolling. (laughs) There you go. It's a well-oiled machine over there. Rick, I got to ask, what you sipping on tonight? Uh, I believe it's larceny. Uh, It's been a decanter for a while, so it's typically my go-to. So, I ran into that same problem a few days ago. I poured out of my decanter and... I don't know what it was. I forget what I poured in there. I don't know. There's got to be a way to label it or something, but I know it was good. I only poured the classy stuff into the decanter, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> but it looks delicious. I'm sipping on some Cabernet myself because on the last pod when I was sipping on bourbon, I got a little sloppy towards the end. So I'm no trying, one trying to give a more quality uh, performance from a hosting perspective. I think the wine will help me do that, but hey, trial and error. We'll try them all as we get through these. Let's see if it works. Absolutely. All right, Rick, thank you for joining me tonight. We're going to have a blast. I'm going to run through the agenda real quick. And like I mentioned while we were 
talking before recording. I do have a late addition, but the agenda tonight is first for all you survive and enhancers. We have 10 out of 12 survey results. So we're going to go through those, what we have so far. I'm hoping the other two responses roll in. Um, I wish we could go through the keeper league survey responses, but we only have four responses. I don't know what the hell that's about. Uh, Rick, I will tell you, uh, the league seems to think Joe and Eric are in for very tough seasons. Yeah, we but, can get it. Yeah, but I will tell you, the boys love our teams, the two teams on the pod. Oh, yeah. There is two girlies, one cup, and uh, death taxes and Rams D love. Love it. For the over. So, uh, you know, the, the commissioner, Kellen Casino, may need to adjust the lines. We will see. But that's going to be first on our agenda. Second on the agenda. So um, uh, so Rick and I have all the teams ranked in the Keeper League. We will start at the bottom with uh, what we perceive to be the 10th best team, a.k.a. the worst team. Uh, and we were we will work our way up to the top to the best team. I also do have some analytics along the way. Uh, I continue to use the Yahoo rankings to find each team's average value of, you know, keepers and draft picks, just whole team overall. Uh, there are some NAs like we saw in the draft pod, uh, but regardless, it'll be a fun metric to review. Uh, along the way, we're going to provide what Rick and I each view as the biggest strength and the biggest weakness of each team. It can be a tangible thing, such as this team has a great running back core, that's it's the team's strength, or it can be intangible. It can be, I trust this league manager to make really good free agency moves because they know what they're doing. So, or I dislike that person as an individual. What's that? Or I dislike that person as an individual. Yeah, he has bad jokes. His team sucks. It could be something like that. Why not? Um, and uh, like I said, we have metrics along the way. Um, so I did my, my strengths and weaknesses and my rankings. Um, before seeing what the Excel formula came up with. So, um, and you haven't even seen the, the Excel rankings. So uh, we'll see who we praised too much or not enough based on Yahoo values. But that's it for the agenda. So let's jump into the survive and enhance survey results. Ten, we have 10 people who have responded so far out of 12. Our first question was, other than you, who had the best draft? Rick, our good buddy, Eric, is the leader with four votes. Only one other person has more than one vote, and that is Matt. But Joe, you, Rick, Brendan, and Mark each have one vote. So Eric has kind of a commanding lead here, which was very interesting. I think I almost voted for Eric, but I voted for someone else. I'll keep it anonymous for now. But yeah, interesting data. So uh, Kellen, me, uh, Jugan, Jimmy, Danko, Singer, Tommy, zero votes for best draft. I hope no one was a douche and voted for themselves, but I have no way of, of knowing that. So Someone for sure voted for themselves. Someone definitely did. At least one. And since I have zero votes, you know that I did. So I wasn't that douche. 
Our second question, who will be the guillotine's first victim? We have a two-way tie between Mark and myself. So Mark got a vote for best draft and two votes for being the guillotine's first victim. I should probably be the most worried because I got zero votes for best draft and have a tie for the lead in who will, uh, in being the guillotine's first victim. So Hey, listen, guillotine's all about surviving for the first quarter, half of the season. Yes. You just got to have a team that isn't the best, isn't the worst, save your money, and then when you get into the middle of it and there's some good players on the board, that's when you make your splash. You come in second to last place that first week, you're in the same position as every other survivor. It's and- like run. Fair. You don't have to be the fastest. Just don't be the slowest. Yes, exactly. You nailed it, buddy. Yeah. And uh, I'm not surprised to be a front runner because I got risky. I am playing to win. I made sure to tie up my quarterback and tight end onesie positions. So uh, by weeks and injuries aside, I have to spend zero dollars of my fab on quarterback and tight end. So that was strategic. I know that I am putting, literally, putting my neck out there in week one. But if I make these first two or three cuts, I'm dangerous, baby. So, uh, yeah, that that was strategic. But if I'm out week one, who cares? I felt really confident after the draft. And then when I looked at everyone's rosters and projected points week one uh, for this survey, I started sweating a little bit. <laughs> I thought my points and I was like, wait, 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 hold on. I am, I'm surprised no one voted for me, to be honest. You know, I thought your team was pretty strong. I don't have it in front of me. No, someone did. I, I didn't get to that yet. So me and Mark each have two votes. Rick, you have one vote. Danko has, you know what? I need to start this over. Mark and I have three votes each to be the guillotine's first victim. Danko has two. And then Rick and Tommy each have one. So you're on the list, Rick. I'm on the list. You're on the bubble. But yeah. you know, it's that's the point of the guillotine league. You're going to sweat. You're going to get nervous. And yep, it, it's going to lead me to my next point of the next two questions. You know, one of the things I asked about was, should the Survive and Enhance become a best ball league? I see pros and cons. The pro being, I think, uh, I think the boys got a little draft fatigue during this draft. I don't blame them, but making it a best ball league kind of prevents the draft fatigue from happening. Um, Cause you, you don't know if you're going to need one of those guys that you pick up in the third to last round. Maybe he pops off week one and he saves you. Uh, but in this best ball league, if it's not there, I'm sorry, in this guillotine league, if it's not best ball, then your your starting lineup's already set with your you know everyone's drafting their starting lineup before they're taking bench players in this league. Um, so yeah, I think I, I see think, pros and cons. I think early on, sure your point stands, but I think what's beautiful about this league is when you get to like the final four and your entire roster is just packed with nice. stars, and and you're just I remember being one of the top three last year. And spending an hour tinkering my lineup, <laughs> just switching guys in and out of starting spots, and just reading every article about every player, like hoping to find that they yes. stubbed their, and then like you can pull them out of the starting lineup. And it's like, 
that's where this league gets really beautiful. I feel like, uh, so the best ball aspect kind of takes that funnel or the stress and fun away from the end. Yes. So I like it. in the fact that it makes the draft, you know, for the duration of the draft, cause that one drags on a while. It makes it more interesting throughout the entire duration of the draft. But a big part of this league is making the decisions and you have to live with them. Yeah. So I see the pros. I see the cons. I just wanted to get some kind of gauge. And of course it's 50, 50. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that one sucks. But uh, the, the final question, was I asked the same question, but about making the guillotine league a two quarterback league. Um, I think this one would also make the draft a little more exciting, at least for another couple of rounds, because more quarterbacks will go early, more valuable skill players will go later. So um, the draft fatigue may not set in as early here. And on this vote, we saw 60% uh, vote yes to make it two quarterback and 40% say no to not to just keep it one quarterback i i thought that question was super interesting and i think i ended up voting no but uh just because i hate change but <laughs> i thought it was super interesting because you add another roster starting spot there's more guys that you have to spend money on so you have to work your budget a little bit more um but i just know like with the auction league one of your quarterback goes down it's really hard to fill that spot Yes. Yes, it is. You're scrambling. And I'm just imagining like the championship matchup. If it was two quarterbacks, you got like Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert versus uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. It's just like electric quarterback matchups. Like it it seems cool to me. I did vote yes for that one. I voted no for the best ball because I like people sweating it out. Um, Do you remember how you voted? I think I voted no to both. You voted no to both. And I'm I'm fine I, either way. I, I just wanted open, to feel it out. I would be more open to two quarterbacks before going to best ball because I think the yeah. sweat late in the season is a must for this league. Yes. And from week one. I mean and from week one. The guy that loses after week one is gonna have someone on his bench that would have saved him. Like yeah. it, it's going to happen. And you need to kick yourself for the next year because of that decision you made. That's part of the pain I want in this league. We need to find our, uh, we'll call them cancer player of the year. Someone <laughs> the losing team and gotten executed multiple times throughout the season. Who was it last year? There was- I don't know if I figured it out, but we need to track oh, and who gets, who, what players get executed. And then, which ones never make it to the finals? Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna find a way to track that because that the most killable player who who is it? Justin Jefferson, and you find out that he's been on every executed player all season, and it's like yeah, liability of the year. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm going to find a way to figure that out. That'll be fun to track. I believe you. There's another spreadsheet in there somewhere that we can track. You know what? My spreadsheet creation through just since the pod's been around has been through like insane. So what's one more, you know? That's why you got the NBA, right? Dude, I can do so much cool shit. For the one that we're about to run through now, I got some ifs going and shit like that. It's wild. 
sprinkling a couple of V lookups. You got a spreadsheet. Oh, do it in my sleep. Uh, that is it, though, for surviving enhanced. Do you have any final words there, Rick, for the old guillotine league? No, I just can't wait to get started. I can't wait to find out who loses their head so we can ridicule them for the rest of the year. It might be me, but we will see. Could be me. It it could be any of us. So if someone goes in, if someone gets injured quarter one. Yeah. They're fucked, you know? It, we'll see. It'll be exciting. But let's move it on. We're going to the Keeper League. Uh, survive and enhancers. Feel free to listen in. I swear to God, I promise to you. Content is coming for the guillotine league as well as the auction league, but we're going to focus on the keeper league from here on out. So again, what Rick and I are going to do, I'm going to pass it to Rick first and I'm going to say, Rick, what's your 10th ranked player in the keeper league? He's going to give that team name or that person. And we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on the positives and the negatives. What is that team's strength? What is that team's weakness? We're going to do that. And we're going to work all the way up from 10 to one. So Rick, who yes. do you view as the 10th team in the league? Who is the worst? Before I get into that, so I know everyone loves their draft report cards. <laughs> so I gave everyone a letter grade based on Rick's right. uh, team report card, not just the draft, but overall team, uh, weighing their future and present. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Also, my analysis is not very based on analytics. It's me just looking at your team and just having a gut feeling based on whether I like it or disliked it. Very nice. Yeah, so hopefully it's a good contrast to Kellen's Yahoo data um, that we're going to get into as well. So I forgot you were doing grades, and I meant to go back through and do it, but I forgot. Do you want me to provide a grade as well, or do you want that to be your thing? If you feel like you have a good grade, uh, go for it. I'm not going to let. I'm gonna stop you at that. Okay. I might just throw one out there. Why not? All right. So you ready for the team number 10? Go ahead. Worst person and the worst player in our league. I got Eric with Mm -hmm. a D. Worst player and worst person. Yeah. (laughs) Harsh, but okay. Yeah. Um, When, when I looked at his team, uh, he obviously had a strategy of trying to collect as many picks as possible. Yeah. I think is a good strategy. Just this year, I thought the draft was trash. So I didn't feel like he picked up a lot of good players for the draft positions that he had. Yeah, and I also think his strategy was I want as many picks as possible, and I think every other person in the league had the opposite strategy. So the pool of veterans was also very minimal because everybody was kept. So – I think E probably made his cuts and then got to the draft, rubbing his hands together. Like, let's make a killing. He was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where are I, all the players? Rookies died. My keepers. You want me to get into the strengths and weaknesses too? Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm wondering now. I should have had this figured out beforehand. I guess I'll run through Eric's team real quick. But his quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Uh, running backs, Javante Williams, Brees Hall, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Joshua Kelly, Braxton Berrios. Wide re- or no, Joshua Kelly. Wide receivers are Braxton Berrios, Jerry McLaurin, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Traylon Burks, Julio Jones, K- K.J. Osborne, Sammy Watkins, Kevante Turbin, Danny Gray. Tight ends, Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. Yikes. That's insane. Kicker, Daniel Carlson. I'm not going to go kicker in defense. That is what it is. 
But yes, go ahead with your strength and weakness, Rick. So I think he has a decent future um, with players like Reese, Burks, Pitts, Williams. I mean, it could be a good foundation of a good team um, if they pan out. Uh, but weakness, I just think right now, he doesn't have a team. He's got old quarterbacks, and he's super invested in Washington's offense with McLaurin, Gibson, and McKissick, and that scares me. I did not make that connection, but that's a really good point. Yeah, uh, his quarterbacks don't seem to fit the uh, the trajectory of his team uh, or the what his team's trying to accomplish. I think Eric knows it's not his year. I think he needs to get whatever value he can in a trade for both Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Um, yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, he's got pieces where the future can be bright. My strength, just to focus in on one thing. Uh, so I guess, so you provided grades. What I did to come up with my rankings was I just went through and just went by my gut and I color coded every position on each team. Kind of like red being really bad green being really good, you know, yellow being average and, you know, different shades in between. I have just the darkest shade of green at tight end. Having Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts on the same team is nothing short of stupid. Uh, yeah. And they, so he has two top three tight ends uh, and they're both 26 or younger. It, yeah. It's just dumb. I wouldn't blame Eric one bit if he started two tight ends this year and moving forward because Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver. I don't care. Or, that's a great opportunity to move one of them for other pieces. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because someone, a, con a contender that's maybe weak at tight end, you can pay up and have a difference maker at tight end. Yeah. But yeah, other than that though, there's not much to talk about here as far as like competing this year. But I mean, Eric did what he had to do. Take Brees Hall first overall there. Um, it's about that. Is the rookies, but yeah, the, the wide receivers, you know, there's nothing too much to write home about. So Eric's got his work cut out for him. But what do you got for his weakness? Oh, I, his Washington offense and old quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, very fair. My weakness for him, um, his best running back is 14th at the position, and that's Javante Williams. His best wide receiver is 30th at the position. There's just nothing to fear on Eric's team uh, other than tight ends. Those tight ends can do some damage. But when you look at the meat of the lineup, there's just nothing. Like, you're, you know, Eric's going to beat a couple teams this year, and those teams are going to be livid. <laughs> he can could, he could sneak a couple wins out. He's going to. He's not going to get scuffed. No. Eric's too smart. Fantasy football's too fluky. Too fluky. Uh, yeah. he's, he's going to come away with some wins. And um, when you get into the bye season, you never know what you're going to get with a matchup. Exactly. Injuries are going to happen. Free agency is going to be a big thing. Eric, you're going to win some games, but I think you're going to have the first overall pick next year. Um, the commissioner set the over-under at four and a half for Eric. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, he, uh, uh, the league voted for the under, uh, from the results that we've gotten so far on. That. 
yeah, uh, the overwhelming votes are for the under. And the Yahoo rankings did also have Eric as our 10th ranked team, Rick. So all three, uh, you know, voters, I guess, for this pod do have Eric as the last team. What about you? Oh, I have, I have him as 10th as well. Okay. Yeah. All right, who's your ninth? I got Boo Boo with a D. D's nuts. <laughs> Where do yeah. I have Joe Barn? Uh, okay, okay. Um, I have him as eight. So you go ahead. Give uh. Well, I don't know yeah. if this is gonna go well. You know, listening back to or not, I'll read through Joe's team very quickly. He's got Trey Lance, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. At running back, he has Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, Ramondre Stevenson, Alex Madison, Jamal Williams, Raheem Mostert, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake. Wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Jamison Crowder, Alec Pierce, D.K. Metcalf, Elijah Moore, Romeo Dobbs, uh, Sky Moore, and Kyle Phillips. Tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm not doing kicker in defense. Go ahead. What's your strength for Joe? So he's got Najee and just Justin Jefferson, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> I so, so, so that ties. I, no, I, I'll let you. I, I'm going to cut you off real quick because that ties really into really well into my strength for Joe. I just have the words playmakers. He has Najee. And Dobbins is healthy. Is also a playmaker. Justin yep. Jefferson is a possibly the number one dynasty asset you can get. He's got Metcalf. I love Elijah Moore. And he's got TJ Hawkinson. That's a solid yeah. core. That is Joe's strength. He has some dudes he can build around. Metcalf kind of loses some of his luster this year, I think. Uh, usually a really good player. Yeah. Uh, but I did note that, yeah, he if some of his players come back strong like Dobbins and Deshaun Watson, uh, he could be way better than I have him right now. Um, but there's still really no timetable for Dobbins, it sounds like, from last time I read uh, anything about him. And uh, It's a weird situation. Yeah. There's yeah. no I mean, there's if, zero clarity. The way he was before his injury, he's got really good running backs. Yeah, Yes, he does. Yeah, Chase Edmonds is a really popular sleeper pick by the experts. Um, personally, I'm not really interested in the running back of the Miami Dolphins, um, but he gets some love because I guess he's the weak guy. So, um, you know, why not? Um, Jeff, you're Jeff. Joe, he's not horrible in the meat of the lineup with those skill positions, but, you know, I, he's got a quarterback core full of guys I need to see it before I believe it this year. And then he's got Deshaun Watson, who's dead till Joe will probably be eliminated from the playoffs so um but i do like the, the wide receiver core i mean justin jefferson he's gonna score as two wide receivers that's like two guys worth right there i'm not a big jameson crowder guy because i love me some isaiah little dirty mckenzie does he's a stud uh, I, I like some other guys too and he's got some young guys there with potential but um what's your main weakness for joe did you already cover it uh pretty much just everyone but not the big guys okay i so joe knows this i've been trying to trade him for at least a year probably more and every time i look at his roster i just 
besides his top guys, I'm just not interested in anyone on his team. <laughs> Joe is top heavy. He's got some dudes, but the depth <laughs> is lacking to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. My weakness for Joe, <laughs> as I said on the first pad, podcast, quarterbacks, Joe, we talked about this. Um, there's just there's just dudes that he spent assets like draft assets on, and they're just a bunch of question mark, bunch of mid tier guys, and it's just Joe has spent so many garbage picks, so many good picks on garbage pieces, I should say. And it's, it's only like, Joe, get out of your own way, man. If only someone had offered him Russell Wilson to fix. <laughs> Joe, you can clap back in the group chat. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Uh, let's see where Joe stacks up. So, Joe, so he was your ninth team. He was my eighth. He is He is the ninth team analytically. Uh, the commissioner set his over-under at five and a half. I do not remember exactly where the uh, responses so far have lined up with Joe if they hit the over or the under, but uh, I'm going to, yeah, I don't want to look that up. I want people to keep voting. So, um, yeah. Rick, who is team number eight? I have Brendan with a C. We have the same bottom three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Brendan's team is made up of quarterback, He's only got one, and he only needs one. Josh, the Stallion, Allen. Uh, running back, he's got Miles Sanders, Ken Walker, the third, James Cook. Wide receiver, Debo, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad Bateman, Hunter Renfro, Amari Cooper, Alan Lazard, Kadarius Toney, Devontae Parker, Nico Collins. Rondo Moore, Robbie Anderson, Kendrick Bourne, Michael Hardman, Wandale Robinson, Cleo Secure. Holy wide receivers, Brendan. <laughs> He has 15 wide receivers. At tight end, he's got the Muth is Luth, Pat Fryer Muth, and I'm not doing kicker in defense. But what's his, uh, what's his strength, Rick? So I think Brendan could either be really good this year or really terrible uh, based on the guys like Amon Ra, uh, Cook, Bateman, Lazard, and Walker. I, those are a couple of guys I flagged as like they're not – necessarily big name guys yet but they have the potential to be um and so i think he's got a strong future as long as he doesn't trade it away to matt and uh, <laughs> as far as back. as far as his weakness goes i just don't think his team's arrived yet and also miles yeah. sanders that's the worst and i hate him so i i'm with you i hate that guy he's I, he's a he's a lineup cancer right there that's mr liability I inherited a a 32 team dynasty IDP league and I got the team I took over as Miles Sanders. Nobody will give me even like a second round pick in a 32 team league for him. I I've got the guy. I've gotten caught up in his projections before and drafted him and then you just realize that it's all lies. And you know what sucks is I think he's a good player. They just don't feed him the ball. They don't give him goal line carries. Jalen Hurts runs it half the time. It's infuriating because I think the guy can play. I want to see him be a free agent, go somewhere else, and potentially ball out. But it's like 
as long as he's on Philadelphia. They just re, they just signed Trey Sermon. San Francisco was- cut Trey Sermon. Philadelphia picked him up. Like, dude, you got Miles Sanders. He might be a thing. Give him a shot. When was the last stud Eagles running back ever? LaShawn McCoy? Yeah, like 10 years ago. Before that, Brian, Brian Westbrook? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. What's up, 1990s? Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s. Yeah. My strength uh, for Brendan is, you know, the future, but Brendan has Josh Allen as an 18th round keeper. That is good for the next 10 years. I see why Brendan doesn't have a backup quarterback because he doesn't need one. He can yeah. he can have a flyer for the one bye week, and if Josh Allen goes down, then it's not his season anyway. Josh Allen is a difference maker. Josh Allen is a friggin' stud. Everywhere else on this roster just needs work, but Brendan loves him some Josh Allen. He has him everywhere. Uh, so if that – Brendan, I'm sure is fist bumping like, yeah, I told you. But yeah, we'll have fun being third to last place this league. So you didn't tell me shit. Yeah. Rick, what's your weakness for Brendan? Miles Sanders. <laughs> I, I wouldn't run into it. I was, it was Miles Sanders. Okay. <laughs> <This> team's... <laughs> Screw that guy. I hate him. Uh, no, it's just the fact that a lot of his guys uh, could be good, could be bad. We're, we're waiting to see. Yeah. Yeah. He's got youth that we don't know who they are yet. My weakness yep. for Brendan, I just have as skill positions. So running back 29, Miles Sanders, that's his best running back. I personally am rooting for James Cook because I have him in the Dynasty League. Took him seventh overall. I don't know if he's going to take over this year or not or ever. Um, like big on Cook, but is he going to take the spot from Singletary? Or is it going to be a second half? That's the wish. Yeah, from the fantasy well, I mean, Singletary went out on a tear to end last season. I don't know. They also have Zach Moss, who I don't know if they were just trying to make him look good in preseason so they could trade him. But uh, he scored like two touchdowns in a game. Zach Moss did. So, I mean, it could be a three-headed backfield, which is just fantasy Bad. garbage for everybody yeah. involved. So, it's tough. But then he also has Kenneth Walker, the third, who – I mean, I love slash hate slash love Rashad Penny, um, but that Seattle backfield, uh, the Seattle offense is just something you don't necessarily crave a piece of this year with mm-hmm. Geno Smith and or uh, Drew Locke under center. So, you know, it's just ugly. But, um, so, yeah, for my weakness for Brendan, skill positions, he's got running back 29 in Miles Sanders being his best running back. Wide receiver 10 in Debo, which is fine, but it's a 10-team league. So basically that's your first-round pick is the wide receiver. That's fine. But then your next best wide receiver is in the mid-30s at the position. So, yeah, you got to do it there. But I'm on Ross St. Brown as your wide receiver too. I think we're all rooting for him, but that's a, that's an aggressive guy you know, to rely on. He's a flex guy, yeah. He should be a flex guy, absolutely. So, yeah, I color-coded everything. I have a dark green for Josh Allen for Brendan, and then just shades of orange throughout the rest. So he's uh, he's below average. Since yellow is average, red is bad, he's he's an orange. Uh, what is your grade for Brendan? I think you said a C. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Brendan analytically 
is the eighth worst team. Uh, Rick, you nailed it. You've, you've gone three for three so far with the analytics. And um, the over-under set by old Commissioner Kellen is five and a half games. Um, and again, until everybody turns in their vote, I'm not going to expose the uh, the results of that uh, survey so far. All right, Rick, let's move on to team number seven. Who you got there? So I've got Eli with a C-plus grade. Ooh. I know. I feel like Eli's been getting a lot of uh, heat so far since the pod. He's got – yeah, he's been the – he's bared the brunt of some negativity there for a little while. I know. I feel bad. The guy's – busy training for a half marathon and we're just burying him every chance we get it'd be a real shame if he had to come back stateside to uh defend himself in person real shame real shame but just to recap eli's team at quarterback he's got the guy who i dropped as a ninth round keeper hoping i could get him later uh he took him in the third round matthew stafford so joke's on me uh, he also has Jameis Winston and Des. Well, I think he dropped Desmond Ritter. So Eli wasn't even listening to the positive feedback we gave because we praised him for the Desmond Ritter pick as the Mr. Irrelevant pick of the draft. He then dropped Desmond Ritter uh, running back, though he's got Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette. That's a hell of a one-two punch. Uh, Rashad Penny, Damian Pierce, future Hall of Famer. Naheem Hines, Kenny Gainwell. Tyler Beatty, wide receivers got Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Darnell Moody, Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, Jacoby Myers, Corey Davis, Donovan Peoples-Court Jones, tight end Dawson Knox, and Albert Okwebenam, and Mike Gusecki. What's your strength for Eli's team, Rick? So I think Eli's team's good, just not great. Um, I think he's got a really stellar starting lineup. Uh, I mean – he, I think Stafford is a real legit fantasy quarterback. Um, that was a mistake by you for dropping him. Um, Keenan Allen's a stud. Derrick Henry, if healthy, is a stud. I'm really interested to see how Devontae Adams does with Vegas because I don't think Derek Carr is Aaron Rodgers, but we'll see how they use him. Yeah. So I just, I think he's got a really good starting lineup. I, I'm with you on Devonta Adams. Like, how are they going to use him? My answer is they're going to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I. Yes, Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers, but I could see them just funneling footballs to Devonta Adams. I, I don't know. They paid the man. They tra- uh, did they? No, they didn't trade for him. Yeah, they traded for the man. I mean, they they want him. That's a buddy of Derek Carr. I mean, they're. I think that's going to be an insane wide receiver uh, asset for Eli. I, I don't know. It's. Uh, I I'm a little scared. I'm a. I don't know. I can't quite pull the trigger on Devontae in in like redrafts. But um, when I have him on my team, I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to crush it. Yeah, it's a little scary. So, so what was your strength for Eli in like a, a word or two? Starting lineup. Starting lineup. Okay. Very good. Uh, my strength, uh, I've used this term a couple times now, but I have the meat of the lineup. 
So as I said earlier, I color coded kind of everybody's roster just based on gut feelings. I have orange for quarterback, yellow for tight end, and everything in the middle. Wide receiver is dark green. Running back is light green. Yeah. I don't know why running back is light green because he's trotting Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette out there. So that should probably be a dark green too. Right. Um, But that middle section, running back, wide receiver, flex, stacked. Yeah. Solid lineup. As you said too, Stafford is a solid quarterback option for fantasy. Jameis can sling the rock. Um, So uh, I gave him like a – a yellow shading there, but what? Where did you put Eli? In, yeah, in good the- question. I was just gonna say I have Eli at five. I have him right. In the ah. middle. Yeah, and I guess we'll jump ahead. So analytically, Eli is four. Wow. And the the over under for Eli is eight and a half. Uh, and I don't even remember where the survey results so far ended up, so I can't even tell you. But what is Eli's weakness for you? I think depth. I think uh, when I was looking at his bench players. I it just didn't excite me at all. And you just get to that middle of the season, uh, the bye weeks. Last year, pretty much every starter in the entire league was hurt. And when I look at these guys, I just don't know if you can lean on them to take you far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit a bye week or two and a little bit of the injury bug and Eli's in trouble. Yeah. Sure. It depends on who he's playing that week if he comes out with a win or a loss. So I feel you. So, so my the first was, uh, go I, ahead. Eli, the first couple of weeks to come out uh, real hot, just because he's going to have all his studs playing. But then when he gets in the mid season, I think it's going to, he's going to start trickling off. Yeah. Win while you're healthy. Yeah. I hear you. So the, my strength for Eli was again, the, the meat of the lineup that running back wide receiver core. My weakness was everything else. You know, the the quarterback, it doesn't hurt him with Stafford, Winston, and, well, not Ritter anymore. But is it going to get him any wins there? No. Uh, tight end is average at best. Um, Dawson Knox is touchdown dependent. Alberto Cuebenam is captain of the all-hype team this offseason. And Mike Kosecki probably needs to be cut. Um yeah. Yeah. He's just dependent on running back and receiver, um, which is a solid group for him, but that's what he's going to live and die on. So we're pretty aligned on Eli's team. We just put him in different spots. So we're misaligned yeah. teams. Yeah. I think I'm just really high personally on Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette. I hate myself for believing in Rashad Penny. And I also um, – I'm about to fit Damian Pierce for a gold jacket <laughs> to get in that Hall of Fame. So, right there, I see the two running back and two flex spots already filled in my mind. And then you get to Devontae Adams. Keenan Allen, we're a PPR league. He's as dependent as they come. Yeah. I do believe in Darnell Mooney on a pure – needed volume standpoint since the bears will constantly be playing from behind they'll be just just, the rock. christian kirk got a bag from jacksonville uh they're gonna get he's gonna get volume and then he's got chris godwin another ppr monster i just see so much firepower there yeah i hope eli proves me wrong uh 
And uh, he, I mean, I think he's got a good team. He made it to the semis last year. Me and him, the night, uh, me, you, Eli, and the Wags got together for Buddy's Pizza. Um, yeah, that's when Zena decided to try chocolate for the first time. Yes, yeah, with like 17 cookies. Yeah. Uh, how could I forget? Um, Eli and I both went down in the semis that day, and we were talking. I think I think you ran to the bathroom. Me and Eli were like, so we're both going to lose today. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm legitimately so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that that loss in the semis last year straight up affected me and my well-being i chris barnes i will never forgive you your team wasn't even that good last year i don't know what you're upset about <laughs> right right <laughs> hey i didn't win what can i argue yeah um i think we covered it on eli do you have anything else on his team nope that's it okay so that was your team number seven correct yes we got for team number six that's singer and I gave him a B. You gave Singer a B. Okay. I gave Singer a seven. We're very close. Okay. Uh, Singer at quarterback has only one, and it's White Dak <laughs> Prescott in Kirk Cousins. Yep. Running back, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Spiller, Tyrion Davis-Price, at wide receiver, he has Randall Cobb, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Jerry Judy, Tyler Lockett, Jarvis Landry, Jahan, Jahan Dotson, Van Jefferson, James Prochet the second. Tight end, he's got Dalton Schultz and Taysom Hill. I think Singer has drafted Taysom Hill in every draft we have done so far. Interesting. I So, if he puts him in the quarterback slot and – Taysom Hill plays tight end. Does he get tight end points? So uh, Yahoo won't let him plug him in as a quarterback. So I'm not sure what Singer's play is there. Maybe he's relying on like Jameis going down with a hammy or something. And then Taysom Hill gets called up into quarterback. An interesting play. It's an interesting play. I'm not quite sure what he's doing. Singer, fill us in in the group chat. Let us know. Or hop on the pod. Let's go, baby. I'm genuinely curious about his quarterback strategy. If you can call it a strategy. Yeah, I, I will say there's a lot of hype around the Vikings that I'm kind of believing. Their new head coach was the quarterback's coach, I believe, for the Rams. So he's a, he's a disciple of Sean McVay. Um, and the words were spoken from someone on the Vikings team when watching Justin Jefferson and like the new scheme that they have from the new head coach, like, Oh, I see now why Cooper cup put up all those numbers last year. So that's scary. Uh, for, uh, Joe Barnes is Justin Jefferson ownership. Um, and with Kirk cousins, uh, for singer. So maybe that's what singers relying on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think singer, um, for his strength is his running backs. Uh, I think he's pretty well stacked. I mean, both his flex spots are running backs. Um, I like him. Yeah, I I have the same strength as the running back core. Uh, sexy and deep. Sometimes yep. those are the same thing. Um, and he has an intriguing group of young prospects. So the, 
you know, the, the veterans, he's got Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard as well. But the young prospects, too, he's spent some assets here. He's got Isaiah Pacheco, who's all hype team, summer 2022. Yeah. Isaiah Spiller as well, Tyrion Davis Price. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers just cut um, Trey Sermon. So TDP gets a, a bump up there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, his running back quarter looks great now, and he's got some lottery tickets for the future as well. That's my strength also, Rick. Yep. What's uh, what's his weakness? Uh, so, I got, obviously, this quarterback situation. Um, just running one quarterback, and your quarterback's Kirk Cousins. Doesn't excite me at, at all. Yeah. And then also looking, re-looking at his lineup, seeing Allen Robinson, I don't have to – um, get you him <laughs> at all? Yeah, cut out. You don't have to what? I don't have to get you going on him. Oh, uh, fuck lackluster he is as a wide receiver. <laughs> he fucked me last year. I was so mad in the Masters. Oh my god! I still made it to the semis, and they pulled Dak Prescott at halftime because he was too good, and I lost to Singer because of it. That was such bullshit. I um, see. You know, moving from Chicago to the Rams, and you want to get excited about him with Stafford, but there's so many weapons in Los Angeles. Yeah. And they're even thinking of bringing OBJ back. Um, so I just don't see how he gets the volume that uh, you want to see out of him. Yeah. I mean, they've got weapons for sure. Um, you know, Cam Akers back in the backfield, I, I feel like they might use him a lot as like a running back kind of thing because he has that catching ability. I do think as a Cooper Cup owner, my fear is that Allen Robinson gets a lot of red zone targets because the dude's a, he's a monster. He's got a nose for the end zone. He, he goes up and high points the ball. So I think uh, as much as I'd love to just keep hating on Allen Robinson, man, if he's in a Sean McVay offense, it's scary. You know, I, I think Singer's got a good asset there. Um, but my weakness is also Kirk Cousins um, for now. But Kirk Cousins may prove us wrong. Um, but to go back to the wide receivers, I feel like Singer just has a bunch of average dudes. Yeah. Like I, I color-coded it, like I said. And it's it's like three shades away from red. Like it's a orange. It's 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 a dark orange. Like it's <laughs> like uh, Randall Cobb. Like that's not gonna be a thing. Not any. Not with any sense of reliability. DJ Moore. I I have seen enough. I think DJ Moore is what he is. What we have seen for yeah. four years. The dude's gonna have to prove me wrong. I'm willing to miss out on DJ Moore because he hasn't done it yet. Allen Robinson. I think he'll be fine. Jerry Judy, I think he'll be fine. Tyler Lockett, yeah, Geno Smith throwing you the rock. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Jared Landry, I think, might be okay. But, I mean, you know, it's a couple of, okay, there might be something, and then a couple of okay guys. The wide receiver core kind of bothers me. Yeah. Well, going back to DJ Moore, it's like you, you know who he is, but also who's his quarterback? The Bake I mean, Show, baby. Yeah, but I, that can't excite you with him anymore. No. 
The most excitement I have around Carolina is watching week one when Baker Mayfield plays Car- uh, uh, Cleveland, uh, like, immediately. I, I'm just so stoked about that. Yeah. So that was team number six, correct? And you agreed with me with Singer at six, right? I had Singer at seven. Oh, that's right. The analytics have Singer at six. Um, holy shit. I don't agree at all with who the analytics have has at team number seven. But yeah, the analytics has team uh, as Singer as team six. I set the over under for Singer at seven and a half for regular season wins. Rick, who is your next team? team so, five, right? Wow. I think this yeah. one. The Cabernet is slapping, baby. Big cab guy. Mm-hmm. So pretty tough for me because I think three, four, and five, you can throw a blanket over them and uh, they're real close. So you're saying there's a one and two tier? Yeah. So, so for five, I have Sco. And I gave him a B. The defending champ? Yeah. Wow. That'd be controversial, but uh Sco, he's coming for you, baby. Yep. Yep. So when I looked at his team, I was like, damn, he's got a really good team. But looking at some of his guys, it's like he's got Waddle, not Hill. He's got Williams, not Allen. He's got Thielen, not Jefferson. So <laughs> he's got really good guys, but he doesn't have, like, the guy on every team. That's a really fair point and really interesting. I, yeah, when you point it out that way, it's kind of like, you know, it's a little bit shocking. But, I mean, that's – I didn't view it that way. I'm kind of taken aback by it, but you're right. I mean – his first wide receiver is Mike Williams at wide receiver 20. Oh, let's go through Sko's team. Yeah. Quarterback, Joe Burrow. Go Tigers. Aaron Rodgers. Running back, Delvin Cook. Eli Mitchell. Yahoo calls him Eli Mitchell. Motherfucker, that's Elijah Mitchell. Uh, David Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, Cordero Patterson, Khalil Herbert. Wide receiver, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, Adam Thielen, Devontae Smith, Kenny Galladay, Paris Campbell, Marvin Jones. Michael Gallup, A.J. Green, tight end, George Kittle, Irv Smith. Um, so, yeah, as you were saying with the running backs, Rick, the, his top-ranked wide receiver is wide receiver 28 in Mike Williams. Then comes Jalen Waddle in wide receiver 31, Brandon Cooks 34, Adam Thielen 47, Devontae Smith 49. Yeah. They cut it off there. But, yeah, I mean, no one jumps off the page at you there at wide receiver. Right. It's it's all the number two guys on each of their teams, and they can put up numbers week to week, but it, it's just they're not the guys. Yeah. It, so I guess I'll jump ahead. So my weakness for Skull was like the wide receivers are dangerous. And what I mean by that is just the up and down factor. The, the floor is low, but the ceiling is high. I mean, Mike Williams, he's the – He's the epitome of boom bust. Uh, Jalen Waddle, I mean, he could be out with an injury or he could put up a 35 burger. Brandon right. Cooks, he's pretty steady. But I mean, other than that, you know, you got a bunch of guys that, like, you know, you're hoping they get four grabs for 60 yards and a touchdown on. So that's, you know, I got a lot of green on Sko's team, but that, uh, that wide receiver core is uh, a light 
a light yellow. Yeah. But and my so- strength for skull, um, this is my first time going kind of intangible with it. I just have ownership. I mean, Skull's a smart owner. Skull, he's going to make good moves in season. He's going to give himself a chance to win every week. He might fix that wide receiver core on the fly. I have faith in Sko uh, to exceed. Where did you have him? Is this team six? This is five. This is five. Uh, Yeah, I have faith in Sko to succeed. And I I didn't say this earlier. Sko is my team number two. Wow. Because I have faith in his intelligence. So that's funny because my strengths for Sko, I have him as a manager because he just makes moves. Like, I did don't you know see, if he makes a lot of them either, but he makes smart ones. Did you see his sneaky pickup of Mike Davis just under the radar? No, but that's what Sko does. That's what Sko does. Sko he plays just, the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grabs him. And, no and all of a sudden you realize you're playing against him and, and he's dummying you. But and he gets that guy like, fuck, Sko got that guy. And it's like, it, right. I will say this. Very rarely do I look at Sko's draft. I'm like, wow, Sko killed it. Like, Sko knows what he's doing. He doesn't make bad picks, but nothing that, like, you know, like, rarely does he, like, blow you away. But then after the fact, like, the pickups or, like, the pick, the, the draft picks that pay off later, it's like, God damn it, he did it again. Yeah. And he's the yeah. defending champ. So, yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> and he's got a, he's got a team. For, for yeah. his week, though, so – this is going to sound like a strength at first, but Dalvin Cook, um, I think he is a ride or die on Dalvin Cook this year because with his health problems, if you take him out of lineup and you got Melvin Gordon or uh, Cordell Patterson filling that spot, I think Sko's team falls apart. Yes. So I, yeah, I think he's way too dependent on Dalvin Cook to have a full team and if he goes down just misses a couple weeks i think sco falls behind yeah so i listened to a couple a couple fantasy football podcasts and just kind of the rule of thumb is like delvin cook is a great first round pick but just know that he's gonna miss probably two games there's a- every year and you know handcuff yourself with alexander madison um, or just, you know, go really heavy on running back for those off weeks. And those off weeks, I mean, he could plug Elijah Mitchell and David Montgomery in there. Melvin Gordon maybe gets in the end zone there. But, you know, there's some question marks to that. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not going to replace 100% Delvin Cook with anybody. No. Yeah, and if he goes out for an extended period of time, that's trouble. There's a reason why Madison's always the first handcuff pick. I feel like he's every, every really- year. Because everyone grabs Madison because he's going to be valuable midseason. Yeah, and I stopped doing that because every time I did that, it was like Delvin would go down on a week where all my guys are healthy. So it's like, uh, am I starting like Derrick Henry or am I starting Alexander Madison? It's like, uh, okay, I got to sit him. Like, it just sucks. Yeah. But if you time it right, you know, it's it's a great pick. Or you can trade him away for the Delvin Cook owner or to the Delvin Cook owner. Or to yeah. someone else who wants it, but yeah. No, you nailed that on the head, Rick. Um, anything else for Sko's team? That's it. Okay. So, again, Sko was my team number two. Rick, that was your team number five? Yeah. Uh-oh. 
My mouse just froze up. Okay. And the analytics have SCO as team number five. Rick, you think like a computer. I am a computer. <laughs> SCO's over-under set by the commissioner is nine and a half games. That is the second highest over-under in the league. Got to give respect to the defending champ. For sure. Rick, team number five, who you got? Team number four. It's four. I'm an idiot. Lay off that cab. Nope. I'm going to drink more. All right. So I've got myself at number four, and I gave myself a B plus. Okay. And so I well, feel like – Let me run through your team real quick. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. At quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. At running back, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards, Elair, Gotagas, Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, Michael Carter, Deontay Foreman. Wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, Devin Duvernay. What an idiot. Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd, Isaiah Lil Dirty McKenzie, D.J. Chart, Joshua Palmer. Tight end, Zach, my ball, Zach Hurts, Hunter Henry, and that's it. And, of course, the Rams defense. You have to talk about defense now. <laughs> we talking about defense. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Wax poetic about your own team. All right. So when I look at my team, I feel like it's solid all the way through. I don't have a lot of extremes. It's just a lot of guys like packed together. Um, and it frustrates me because every offseason when I got to set my keepers, it's like I have a lot of players that are have good draft value but aren't amazing like like tyler boyd doesn't start but i have him for such a good pick can i replace him with someone better no so um, so it's yeah. like 19th round 185th overall tyler boyd in a ppr league no one wants him huh no i'm i'm willing to I a lot of players I'm willing to trade because they have good value and I feel like I could help some other teams out with some depth. But um Yeah, do yeah. you ever play Tyler Boyd? I feel like you never even play him. Not anymore. I used to. A couple of years before Jamar Chase, I played him a lot. Who? Uh, Jamar. Yeah. Put those oh, hands man. down. Yeah, so <laughs> uh I think I got a solid team. Um, as, as far as my strengths go, I'm really deep on fantasy QB talent between Kyler, Russell, and uh, Jalen. Jalen's my last pick in the draft. Is he's not a good quarterback, but he's a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Um, also, with my wide receivers i'm kind of hoping that they bounce back like thomas who's been hurt forever and now might be hurt again juju on a new team uh could be here to miss hit or miss and then little dirty you're pretty high on them i'm pretty high on them uh but also He's injured now just riding the hype we don't really know yet yeah of course little dirty now has tweaked hammy Jamison Crowder might be the starting slot guy week one. I'm so pissed. But I will get to your wide receivers in a second. But my main strength, 
like, holy shit, your quarterbacks. You had three. It's a 10-man league, and you have three top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah. QB5 in Jalen Hurts, QB7 in Kyler Murray, QB9 in Russell Wilson. That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's stupid. I've um, been shopping Russell across the league, and no one wants him. Yeah, because you want fair value. I'm not going to give it to you. God forbid I make a fair <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to make a trade in this league more than you and is willing to deal. And everyone just like, including myself, just like, no, no, I'm not feeling it. (laughs) It's insane. Like you've talked to me about talking to Boo Boo. You've talked to me about making trades. I think the last trade to ever happen in the Keeper League was me and you trading Jamal Charles. Was it straight up for a wide receiver? And it wasn't Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah. So basically, like eight years ago, I think and... it ended up being a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, because both players got hurt and yeah. retired. I think I won it short term, and the guy got concussed and never came back. Like after yeah. whoever it was, but yeah, it shows us we're making trades. Um, yeah. So I kind of have two strengths for you. Um, first is the quarterbacks. Like I said, that that group is stupid um but i rick so i color-coded your team it is the darkest of green for quarterbacks it's a light green for running backs it's a yellow for wide receiver and a green for tight end but the yet the only yellow you have is wide receiver and i think that every single wide receiver that you have is going to exceed their adp value i hope I think it should be a green. Um, Where do you have me? I think all your pass catchers are going to score better than ADP. I have you as team number three. Wow. Yes. So I think you have lots to be excited about. I think uh, ride the wave, baby. See what happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, Analytically, Yahoo. As you as team number two. Whoa. Oh, I didn't even mention this. Holy cannoli. I have an average rank of every single player on every team. The NAs, which I think are outside the top like 300 players, uh, th- those are NA. So I excluded those. But I have an, uh, an average rank of every team. So let's start from the bottom here. Eric has an average rank of 134.7. Joe, 127.5. Brendan, 123.7. We didn't get to team number seven yet. But Singer at team number six has a 123.04. Sko has a score of 116.4. Eli, 111.6. Rick, you and I are the only ones under 100. You're a 99.9 for average ADP of players on your team. So congratulations. Welcome right. to the sub 100 club. <laughs> you want to talk about my weakness? Yeah, let's crush that out. Did you touch on yours? Not yet. So I think my running backs are just okay. okay. And um, also my bench is really handcuffed dependent. So I, 
this draft, I just picked up a lot of handcuffs. So, like, I got Hunt, which I was pumped about, to Chubb. Um, James Robinson used to be the guy, but it sounds like ETN is going to be uh, over him this year. And then – I don't know. My- I don't know. I'm not touching that backfield. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's iffy. And then I got Foreman, who uh, surprisingly plays for Carolina, not Tennessee, like you guys talked about last pod. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a weird transaction there. But uh, I, I don't, I would hate on your running backs too hard. I mean, Joe I don't Hayden, hate him. I've hated him in the past only because of his injury concerns, and now he's in a, an electric offense. I think he might – if he's healthy, he's as steady as they come. Joe Burrow had a nice quote uh, the other day. It was like, oh, hey, Joe, talk about, like, the playmakers you got on offense. He was like, if you want to, you know, you want to, you know, drop a bunch of safeties back there, I mean, you got to deal with Joe Mixon. And if you want to play us up close, then good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so it – it's like, yeah, you pick your poison. I think Joe Mixon's going to get some yards because teams aren't going to be able to stop Jamar Chase, Antti Higgins, and um, your boy Tyler Boyd. So I think they might uh, it might be a light box, and Joe Mixon's going to take advantage. And Nick Chubb, I mean, he's going to eat, especially early in the season, with no Deshaun Watson. I, I think uh, they're going to just feed the guy. So And, and Clyde. We'll see. I still we'll believe see. in the guy. This is my last chance for Clyde, though. He's on a short leash. Yeah. yeah but my my weakness, though, Rick, for you, is as far as, like, you look at your matchup each week, you see the players you're playing against, there's just not a lot of players that send a shiver down your spine. Right. Like, um, you know, you you want that Justin Jefferson. You're trying so hard to get it from Joe. And it yeah. would look so good on your team. You know, C.D. Lamb could be that guy. Um, Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what he can do. You know, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, I think that's going to be something overlooked. Like, people be like, ah, yeah, they're fine. I, I think they'll do better than what people, like, perceive them to be. But, yeah, you know, the wide receiver position, no one's going to PPR you to death. Um, but I think, I think Juju, Michael Thomas, Isaiah McKenzie, DJ Chark, Joshua Palmer. I think they all exceed their their ADP. So I, I think your wide receiver core is stronger than what the analytics are showing right now. Yeah, but yeah, your summary right there just – you get my feeling of during keeper season when it's just like you look at the lineup and it's like, man, there's no absolute studs, but they're all good, and I got them for good positions. Yeah, you got them at good value, so you're not going to drop them, but you can't, like, improve where you want to. I can't, can't upgrade them, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Rick, team number three. Here you got. Okay, so for number three, I came real close to throwing myself at three, but the tiebreaker went to Rico. I gave him a B-plus as well. Um and the only reason why I put him in front of me is because he just dummies fantasy content. And <laughs> but I just I've learned to never bet against Matt in fantasy. So uh so he gets the edge over my team um in this league. Okay. 
to go over Matt's team real quick. At quarterback, he has Lamar Jackson. And that's it. Running back, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, Travis Etienne, Damian Harris, Brian Robinson Jr., he got shot, Tyler Algier, Zamir White, at wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, Michael Pittman Jr., Gabriel Davis, Brandon Ayuk, Drake London, DeAndre Hopkins, George Pickens, Garrett Wilson, David Bell, Christian Watson, tight end, Dallas Goddard, Cole Komet, Trey McBride. Um, so, okay, what was your strength? Just fantasy know-it-all? Fantasy know-it-all. Uh, he's got some big-name talent, uh, and I think Matt's going to be a real dangerous second-half team. Uh I think there's two points with this team. I, he's got Hopkins and Brian Robinson coming back second half. Hopefully Brian Robinson coming back second half. Uh, and then if Christian McCaffrey and Drake London stay healthy the full season, I think he's got a real dangerous team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my strength is everything here as is on his team is a shade of green. Um, and he's got Lamar in a, in a contract here to top it all off yeah he has two top 10 wide receivers which is very strong uh and anything is possible with a healthy christian mccaffrey however i'll just lead that right into my weakness is he is relying on a healthy christian mccaffrey if you remove christian mccaffrey from this equation he becomes extremely average uh he's a middle of the road competitor if he loses cmc What's your weakness for Matt? Uh, guns. No, but uh, <laughs> no. Uh, if you look at Matt's last season points for the guys on his team, he's got a lot of guys with zeros, which means he's really rookie dependent. Yeah, which will be good for him down the line, but right now, I mean, his entire bench is rookies. Yeah, and like you said, he'll be he'll be tough down the stretch because he'll know which rookies are good and which ones aren't, and who's got a role and who doesn't and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the future's at least bright at a minimum. You know, yeah. Matt did a really good job of reloading in this draft. For sure. He found some good value there for the uh, potential rookie. Be able to reload with that many guys and good um big name rookies too and keeping his uh dangerous starting lineup it's pretty impressive yes yes just constantly just consuming fantasy stuff yeah if he's a competitor if he's anywhere near the middle of the pack halfway through the season he's gonna get deandre hopkins back and he's yep. also going to get some of these rookies to pop up. And someone's yeah. going to hit. Yeah. Half of them are going to hit. Half of them aren't. He's going to know. So that's what's going to be scary. Matt's going to be a factor. Definitely. Um, uh, I already went over my weakness. So I had Matt as team six. Just um, a lot of rookies. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, but I, you know, the possibility exists that Matt's a playoff team and a contender. but. Yeah. As it stands now on paper, I think I have Matt as team six, and that's going to piss him off. I'm sure I'm going to hear about it. Oh, he's already raging. I guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> the analytics have Matt as team three uh, with an average rank of 105.3 for uh, the ADP per player. Uh, 
I had the commissioner has his over under set as eight and a half. Anything else I'm asking? No, that's it. Yeah, he's at least a four or five time champ, so we can't really sleep on him. But okay, uh, team number two, go ahead. I've got Chris Barnes at two with an A minus overall. Chris Barnes, okay. Chris Barnes' team, quarterback. Wow. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields. Crazy. At running back, Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, Daryl Henderson, Rashad White, Sony Michelle, Daryl Williams, Ernest Johnson. Wide receiver, Mike Evans, Chris Olave, Robert Woods, Chase Claypool, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Jalen Tolbert, KJ Hamler, Jameson Williams. Tight end. Darren Waller, Evan Ingram. Yeah, it's a good team. What's your strength there, Rick? Yeah, so I kind of don't want to talk about Chris's team that much because we already heard him goo all over himself last pod with his draft. <laughs> but, I mean, I think – Yeah, he think, and Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought about sending him each a box of tissues after that uh, podcast so I can clean up a little bit. I mean, you you already touched on it. I mean, his quarterbacks are filthy. Uh, wide receiver core is solid. I mean, picking up Olave is sick. JMO when he comes back, is going to be sick. Uh, running backs stacked with Eckler, Elliott. Um, and then also sneaky, uh, but he's got the best kicker in the league. And yeah. that adds up. Over he's a factor. Season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My my strength is, you know, quarterback, like you have to mention. Um, it's crazy to say, but that might be a better quarterback core than you have, Rick. It, like which is insane. I wanna throw up looking at yours and I wanna shit my pants looking at Chris's. <laughs> it is wild. It's two quarterbacks. Um, but my main strength is just like how top heavy he is. Like his playmakers are dumb. I mean, he can he can throw two quarterbacks at you. It doesn't depend. You know, if one goes down, he rests yeah. easy that he's got another one. But then yep. you got Austin Ackler, who's going to PPR people to death. And he's a hell of a running back on top of that. Zeke Elliott is very steady. Um, and then he's got Mike Evans and, and a hell of a lot of like other really good options at wide receiver. He's got Darren Waller at tight end. Yeah. Um, it's just like the top heaviness there. It kind of jumps off the page at you. And Chris gives himself to a chance to win. He knocked me out in the semis with a big upset, and it, he's got talent. You know, you can't ever count him out. Yep. What's your weakness? Uh, his bench. Um. I just feel like a lot of his bench players have a pass to getting snaps. I have the same thing. I have depth at skill positions. It's very murky after you get past that top yeah. guys and like Eckler and Evans. After that, it's a little shaky. So uh, he's he needs his top guys to perform. But if they do, he's a competitor. Absolutely. Yep. So that was your team number two, correct? Yes. Where'd you have him at? I had him as number four. The analytics have him at team number seven. 
Wow. With a rank average for ADP at 123.6. Yeah, I don't agree with that one. That's, that's a little wild. Um, the, but it is what it is. I didn't listen to last pod and how well he drafted. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play it. Yahoo should play it back and reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> I love the callback, but okay. I believe that leaves one team. Our, oh, the our first ring team. Go ahead. Uh, I got you number one with an A plus. No, should I should I give the Miss America wave? Pretend I'm shocked. I know. Even where's my goddamn tiara? Yeah, waiting for this. <laughs> where's my box of tissues? Um, <laughs> my team. Very quickly here, we have Dak Prescott. At quarterback, along with Tua Tagovailoa and Trevor Lawrence. At running back, we have Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Hassan Haskins. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, ever heard of him? Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Kelvin Ridley, that was something. T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, John Mechie. At tight end, we have Travis Kelsey and Austin Hooper. Rick, what's the strength? Uh, Jesus, kind of everything. I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor, who's the best running back in the game. Um, and then also you have the chance of a make or break with Saquon. Um, just that's insane. Uh, wide receivers, you got Jamar, Cup, and then supporting those two. AJ Brown, Tyreek Sutton. I mean, what the hell? And then tight end, Kelsey, also the best position. It's like you just look and you can't find a weak player in your lineup. It makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, give me, I'm not going to bust out any roles of chapstick or anything, but I'll go through my strength here. Um, I I have the 1.01 in fantasy this year with, with Jonathan Taylor. And then I add Saquon, who is another top 10 option at the position. I have tight end one. Uh, I have wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver eight uh, starting. And then I have names like T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, I have PPR giant Deontay Johnson, and a breakout candidate Cortland Sutton coming off the bench. So it's yeah. a wide receiver core that I, the wide receiver core alone, if I play my three wide receivers and put two more in the flex spots, that can be 100 points a week. And, uh, still- and then, uh, you know, the, these wide receivers make 200 points attainable every week. So basically, if you want to beat me, you need to hope for a down week and hope that you can hit 190. Yeah. And it's like, on paper, you should try to trade some of these like deeper wide receivers, but where are you going to upgrade? Quarterback? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might as well hold them and just be stacked. I'm very happy with how the team looks right now. Come at me with offers, but if I'm not coming out ahead, I'm not going to move anything. So, Yeah, I'm painfully aware of that. Yeah, so I, I tried to sound very um, humble with that, but I'm stoked on my team. Let's talk about your weakness. I can't wait oh, to talk. 
go ahead. Go ahead. Lay it on me. Be be elaborate uh, in the weakness. I, Fuck me up. I, you have a hole at quarterback. Um, your your best quarterback is Dak, which pre injury was sick, but I just don't think he's the same player that he was since he got hurt. Uh, and then you're also sitting on Trevor, who will be a stud, but I don't trust Jacksonville yet. And Tua, who's not good, but he's got some new weapons, so I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. I mean, positionally and specifically, it's quarterback. Um, I was very excited this year because Dak had that horrendous leg injury two years ago. In this past offseason, you know, this past 18 months, Gave him a chance to fully recover, fully rehabilitate, fully strengthen that leg where he could get that mobility back, where he was running in 10 touchdowns as well as throwing 30. Um, to give him that potential to be an elite throwing quarter, an elite quarterback. Uh, but then he just lost his potentially best offensive lineman in Tyron Smith. So, um, Dak might be on the run a little bit. He also might lost. Uh, he also lost Michael Gallup for uh, either four or six weeks, something like that. You know, my my lineup is scary, but quarterback is the one thing where it's like he is average to slightly above average, maybe. You know, he, he's Dak, right in the range. Dak on the run might be a good thing for him, but um, just yeah. picture lineup with Russell Wilson in it, and that's. <laughs> Oh, the old uh, the the Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton stack. I like it, but yeah. So so I, that wasn't even my weakness. I just wanted to touch on what you mentioned because I do agree with it. But my my main weakness for my own team is I was better last year and I lost. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is ranked number one because he scored as the number one running back last year. Uh, that doesn't help me this year. I need him to do that again, which is hard to do. Last year, I wasted Cooper Cup's triple crown year by losing in the semis. Can he do it again? He's not going to win the triple crown again. If I get 80% of that, I'll be thrilled. Uh, Kelsey is another year older. Tyreek downgrades to Tua from Patrick Mahomes. My team all around was better last year. I still think I'm the best team in the league. Uh, but, uh, I can trip at any time. It's just a matter of when it happens. I just yeah. hope it happens in the regular season, not in the semis or the finals. Those are, those are some good points. Cause really you should be happy if you make it to playoffs back to back years. Cause you can't even do that. <laughs> well, two years ago, oh, <laughs> let's put this on record. The highest scoring team in the regular season, me also, I missed playoffs. How the hell does that happen? The fantasy gods. Here's another strength. The fantasy gods owe me. All all 12 of us who listen right now know that you missed playoffs two years ago. Oh, it's going to be brought up on a weekly basis. (laughs) So actually, uh, I have one interesting stat. Uh, I went through everyone's schedule. Yeah. And. Because you're the number one team, I decided to look at which teams had to play you twice. Oh, this- cool. All right. 
And so uh, the unfortunate souls that have to play you twice are Eli, Boo Boo, Chris Barnes, which is interesting because I've got him at two. You've got him pretty high. Sko, defending champion, and Dr. Brendan. So, All right, let me knock these down real quick. Brendan, I will beat every time. Yes. Little brother always beats little brother. So the running joke between Eli and I, Eli always beats me in the regular season. I always beat him in playoffs. Okay. That's interesting. Chris Barnes, he he beat me last year. He beats me when it counts. Chris and Sko, depending on the week they go. Uh, goes dangerous. I they could knock you down. Yeah. Oh, I'm not invincible. I. No, I'm not. I mean, the my over under that leads me to that. I'm at ten and a half. It's up by the commission. Uh, I think every vote so far has been for the over, but I don't think that's an easy over. All that matters is we get that win in week uh, week 17. So if I don't get that golden laptop this year, I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> might be the last year of the, uh, the Keeper League if you don't win. Oh, I might just blow it up, yeah. Oh, the league got uh, deleted. That was weird. <sighs> okay. Anything else on my team, Rick? No, nah, that's it. I'm Can done talking. talk about how good I am? No, no more. Okay. Uh anything else overall? Do you wanna you wanna list off your ranks real quick, ten to one? Yeah, well I'll I'll list them off real quick. Ten. Uh Eric, I hope you're still listening. You turned laughing. it off an hour ago. Yeah. Uh Boo Boo I got at nine, Brendan at eight, Eli at seven, Singer at six, Sko at five, me at four, Arico at three, Chris Barnes at two, Kellen at one. And I love that we have some differentiation here because it's why we do this. I have Eric at 10, Brendan at 9, Joe at 8, Singer at 7, Arico at 6, Eli at 5, Chris Barnes at 4, Rick at 3, Sko at 2, and myself at 1. Um, the analytics – oh, I'll, I'll give the, the average ADP rank too here since I forgot to do that. Tenth is Eric with an average ADP rank of 134.7. Nine is Joe at 127.5. Eight is Brendan at 123.7. Seven is Chris Barnes, 123.6. Six is Singer, 123.04. Sko is five at 116.4. Eli is four at 111.6. Number three is Orico at 105.3. Rick and I are the only two under 100, and Rick is second with a 99.9. Number one is Kellen with a 79 flat. What does the uh, Yahoo rankings have grown at? Do you have that? No, that's what I just read off, the, the analytics one. Okay. I can, uh, I, can scare, I can share a screenshot with the league as well. But I believe – that is it, Rick. Do you have anything else to share with the boys? No, I'm excited to get uh, fantasy football started since my golf league is over. Yeah. Uh, I got two college football teams this year. 
uh, both aren't going to do anything. So that will be fun. Join the club. Yeah. Uh, I'm just ready to get into this. Football season's here, man. We're going to have ups and downs and probably more downs than ups. But it's going to be fun, and we're going to talk some shit along the way. we got a podcast to guide us as well. So it's going to be fun. Um, one last thing. Everyone, uh, look at my team. Literally, everyone's available for trade. So uh, <laughs> if you if you like a guy, I love it. I love I'd it. Probably counter with something more fair than you give me. Um, but let's talk. It sounds great. I love it, man. Rick, thank you very much for joining me today. I had an absolute blast. This was very fun. I hope you had fun too. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate. We'll do it again. I hope Danny is asleep. I haven't heard any crying. I hope Aaron's not crying either. Um, <laughs> yeah, tears to a minimum. But uh, we can go ahead and sign off here, man. Any closing words? Uh, later, boys. Love you. Love it. See you, buddy. See ya. All right, boys. If you made it to this late in the pod. Most likely, you are in the Keeper League. Uh, of course, all are always welcome. But if you are also or only in Auction and or Guillotine League, please get those survey results in. Also, feel free to Venmo me your league payments at any time. The sooner the better. Again, Keeper League is $20. Guillotine, $25. Auction is 50 I'm running for commissioner of the year, so I went ahead and did the math for you. You owe me $95 if you play in all three leagues. Pay now and get it over with. But speaking of finances, if you want some free money this weekend, go ahead and hammer Ohio State. I'll have my sad tissues ready to go to watch my Irish get molly whopped in the horseshoe in a national spotlight. That should be zero fun, but college football is here. We are kicked off for the season, and the NFL season is right around the corner, and man, it feels so good. The regular season is almost here, and I promise auction and guillotine content is coming. So again, get those surveys done so we can have some things to talk about. Thanks for listening, though, boys. To play us out, we have an inside look at a guest speaker who came into the Two Girlies One Cup locker room facility this past week. Yeah, we had some cameras in there to capture the moment. Just for you boys, we'll lift the curtain and we'll let you all get a listen in to what Coach Rex Ryan had as his message to the team. Expectations are high for the two girlies one cup, and it seems Coach Ryan agrees. Have a fun and safe Labor Day weekend. I will pass it over to Rex. The commish is out.
just not.